How do you pay, man? Huh? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. Well, all right. Yeah. ten grand to me. Yeah. You know, ever since I turned pro in 1989, when I signed the dotted line, it was strange. everyone to episode number 19 of the straight cash homie podcast that's right we're back at it once again my name is neil rule local sports broadcaster in the detroit area he is cam evans the brains of the operation you can follow him on twitter at evans law grp on twitter the purveyor of the evans law group also an agent with pivotal sports management he's the guy that has all the knowledge i'm merely a table setter cam how are you i'm doing well and i'm ready to eat today yeah absolutely and and you know cam Evans not the kind of guy that's going to buy his wife a Peloton bike for uh, Christmas. For I was listening to a story about that on the way in. So that not if a... I want to be a happy married man. <laughs> Absolutely. But there are a lot of happy people here in the state of Michigan, especially if, if you listen to this podcast with any kind of certain regularity, you know this is a topic that's been near and dear to our hearts because what we do here on the Straight Cash Homie podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes and SoundCloud, just search Straight Cash Homie, click subscribe and you are in there. Be like the uh, thousands of others who have listened to this podcast, which blows my mind. Uh, rate it, review it, do whatever you can to help it out. But there are a lot of happy people that listen to the Straight Cash Homie podcast, especially here in Michigan, Cam. It, it seems like it's going to happen, and that's why we're here, a little uh, emergency uh, edition of the Straight Cash Homie podcast. It, it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, sports betting in Michigan is now on the governor's desk. There's uh, 10 bills uh, that were that were voted on. Nine of them were passed. It's up to the governor's pen right now, and, and by all accounts, the the it sounds like the governor will sign. Governor Whitmer here in Michigan will sign these bills, and uh, things will get rolling from what it sounds like. It certainly does sound that way. Um, there was a lot of negotiations in the run-up to the passage of uh, the bills that um, just happened, and you know we got three big ones: um, sports betting, internet gambling for the casinos, um, and online fantasy. I know we're going to talk about it. Um, throughout it, um, you know, for those keeping score at home, so to speak, you know, if you want to take a look at the house or the sports betting bill, just look up, you know, House Bill HB forty nine sixteen. Sounds like a Lions game forty nine sixteen on the losing <laughs> end. Um, but there's going to be a lot of movement um, that's going to happen here in the next, you know, ninety to hundred days, assuming that the governor signs it. And again, all the indications is that she was involved in the negotiation. She's happy where the money's going to go to the school aid fund um, uh, that the tax. Tax revenues are going to be generated out of this, and uh, we should be looking at um, not only a new decade, uh, but a decade that's going to allow us to have sports gambling in Michigan. And, and the 30,000-foot view, and, and I'll just give the people what they want right away, which you're not supposed to do in the podcast world, but I'll give the people what they want right away. Uh, the final four is, is pretty much the target to where you can, you can roll up into a casino if things go according to the way they have them mapped out, which doesn't always happen, especially in the uh, world of legality, as you know better than most Cam Evans of the Evans law group uh that is the target right now the final four is when they would like to have things rolling and and look you could go back and listen to the past episodes i'm taking a little bit of a victory lap on this cam because we were we've been at the forefront of this for a couple of years now we we have charted this out exactly how it's gone and now 
basically here in the state of Michigan, as we talked about on the last episode, the haggling, the numbers, the percentage, the green, as you like to say, which is what we talk about on the Straight Cash Homie podcast, the money, not the action on the floor, the money in the accounts. And it sounds like it's been hammered out. People are happy with where the numbers are. There's a figure uh, that will go into into place as far as what kind of money the state will make, the casinos will make, all of it. So it, it sounds like we're ready to rock from a numbers perspective. From a numbers perspective, and and you know the the tax rates have been increased. The, there's more funding going to the, the Michigan School Aid Fund. Uh, now whether that affects the bottom line or not, who knows, because, um, you know, 25% of the lottery proceeds in the state of Michigan goes to the school aid fund. Anticipation is that the lottery is going to take a hit and have reduced revenue because people are taking the money that they're putting on the lottery right now. And now we'll be doing it either sports gambling, online, um, casino gambling, daily, or the fantasies. Um, so the revenue to the school aid fund may not change very much. Um, but as I said, the governor's office is in agreement with what the re- revised tax rates are, um, you know, like 8.4%. The three casinos in Michigan and in Detroit, excuse me, would be at 11.75. Um, and a lot of it depends, you know, on, on how much money is going to come in. Everybody thinks this is going to be a gangbuster and this is going to be a new attraction. It's going to be something exciting. It's going to be something that will draw people back to the city of Detroit who do not live in the city of Detroit um, to go to the three casinos, assuming that they get licenses. Safe uh, assumption that I, all I really of them like their chances, Cam. Yeah, that that, that they will do this. Um, but you're right. The, the the goal here is is March Madness from the sponsor of the bill. But assuming governor signs it, you still have to have the Michigan Gaming Control Board issue the regulations, which they have already been starting to work on behind the scenes in anticipation of that. But that's still a process, and this is a highly highly regulated industry. Um, and then once those get approved. The three casinos in Detroit, the 23 tribal casinos, um, they all still have to apply for a license, which you assume is not going to be a problem. But that is still a process of submitting that application, getting it reviewed and getting it turned around with an approval. Also known as red tape camp. Yeah. And it could be that this, you know, the skids are going to be greased and it's not going to take very long. Um, but you don't know how that process goes. You know, the upside is that we have a Michigan Gaming Control Board that's been in existence for 20 years who has regulations, have very experienced people on that board. So that should be an efficient process. Um, And then, especially from an online standpoint, the casinos have to have the technology to be able to have people hop on their phone, go to the app and be able to place bets that are secure, that everything's not going to be any glitches in it. You got to have your system set up and your protocol and procedures and, the, and your employees trained on taking a new t- you know, taking sports bet down in Detroit uh, or at any tribal casino. Um, this is a new area. It's a new arena for them, so to speak. Um, so just that, that part of it, you, you assume they're going to be ready to go when the NCAA tips off uh, if they have the ability to. Um, and as, as, as we were talking before the show, it's just, you know, the numbers and the stars align. It just happens to be that, you know, the first game of the opening round of the NCAA tournament happens to be on Tuesday, 
March 17th, St. Paddy's Day. <laughs> everybody, everybody can just go degenerate until uh, their heart's content. Uh, get your green beer, uh, get your action in on, on March Madness. Nothing more American than that, right, Cam? Even though it's an Irish holiday. It's an Irish holiday, very American. And instead of having to fly to Vegas to do it, for those who do not live in Vegas, you now have the option of what is that first week of the March Madness tournament going to look like from the standpoint of people who are already taking time off work, maybe to watch it at home. Now you don't have to have the money to go to Vegas or the ability because maybe I got to be at an event at night. My kids got this. I can't leave the family, whatever it is. Now, though, it's like I can go down on Thursday or Friday of the first round open you know, of the tournament and spend 10 hours in a casino betting all day sounds sounds fun Cam. i think I, yeah i, I think bottom line it. everybody's going to be aiming for that it's certainly going to be it's going to be a game changer in, in, in michigan from socially and professional and college sports because you can bet on college sports just can't bet on high school sports along with some other stuff um it's gonna it's gonna be a sea change absolutely you're listening to the straight cash homie podcast episode number 19 neil rule cam evans with you as always we're talking michigan sports betting a little bit later on i uh, the, the leagues, how the leagues are involved. We'll take more of a, of a national perspective. And this is something I think has been brilliant on the league's part that all these casinos have to have. And we'll, we'll, touch, about, we'll touch on that uh, coming up in just a few minutes. But right now we're talking specifically the Michigan angle of how this is playing out. And last episode, again, Cam, I, I talked about a couple of my friends that were down at MGM Casino, and they talked about the Moneyline Sports Bar that had opened up. And, and one of the local stories in the media, I believe in the Detroit News, made mention of the fact it has the Vegas feel to it, the boards, all the big screens, everything like that. The windows were set up. I mean, you knew this was going to happen. You knew it was happening soon. And again, with, with all the numbers and, and everything being put in place, uh, this thing is going to be ready. It's not playtime, Cam. Like, the, like this is going down for real. Right. Whether it's, you know, it's, it's the kickoff to start the game, the opening tip, the first pitch drop of the puck, whatever you want to analogize to, we're getting out of the starting gate. Um, and, and again, there's no reason to anticipate that Governor Whitmer is not going to sign these. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it also was not a given. It was a given that it was going to happen at some point because of what was happening. We've talked about this in a number of prior episodes in the surrounding states. Michigan. And, and to be fair, that's that's something where every story I read almost unilaterally always mentioned the fact that they were they were talking to some senator, they were talking to some representative somewhere around the state of Michigan, and and they all referenced that. They said, "Look, man, the bottom line is everyone around us is doing it, and we're missing out." Which I don't know where you heard that from before on, on the Straight Cash <laughs> Homie Pocket. You go back to the first episode we talked about sports gambling, maybe two years ago or however long ago it was. I said I wanted Michigan to be at the forefront for once, and they're about the middle of the pack. So you know, that, that's an improvement for Michigan. Yeah, about the middle of the upper third. Upper third, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's 18 states right now. Right. Um, if you include the District of Columbia, so technically 17 states and the District of Columbia that have um, legislation passed. Only 12 are up and operational. Five right. states in D.C. still, although it's legal, they're not running yet. Um, kind of like where Michigan will probably be within you know 10 days. Um, once the governor signs it, you'll be on the books, but we're not up and up and running yet. Um, 
No, we. I think the first one we did, we did it even before the Supreme Court um, declared uh, unconstitutional the existing ban on right. sports betting. And it, it was, this is where society is going. It is a revenue stream for the government that always needs money, um, which was, you know, there's three senators that voted against this in Michigan. And that was one of the things is that, you know, we don't need more money through you know, so a gambling proposition in Michigan. Right. Um, a very, and this is Neil Rule's opinion right here, a very antiquated way of thinking. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. A very well, that's antiquated right. way of thinking. You know, 35 senators agree with you. So yeah. um, <laughs> in, in, it's, it's, it's one of those um, opportunities to be on the forefront um, in part because we have so many casinos in Michigan. I mean, you throw in the 23 tribal casinos. Um, the mo- which is the most, by the way, oh. in, in, in America, the 23 tribal casinos. So there were a lot of moving parts. I will, I will cut Michigan some slack in that regard. They had, they had a couple components in play in this that not everybody had to, uh, had to deal with, I guess. Exactly. I mean, hands down, by far, the most tribal casinos now in any state where it has legalized gambling. There's a lot of issues there. You know, and, and give the governor's office and the House and the Senate leaders um, some props here um, because they got together and they don't always agree on money. They had a very contentious battle fight. They still are fighting over the budget, um, but they were able to come and negotiate an agreement that satisfies everybody. And you move forward. So Michigan, from an economic standpoint, is... Um, you know, at the table sure. for this type of money. Now you're going to have debates. Is it, is it good? Is it bad? Was there enough, you know, there's a million dollars that's going to go into the fund every year for gambling problems. I mean, this is going to be a big, this is going to be a big issue because now you got it on the phone. So you got your iPhone. You can bet anywhere, anytime. Um, on pretty much anything. On anything. And if you're 21, as long as you're 21 and older. Um, and so, you know, you get, you get those arguments. Um, but they came together. I mean, we were talking a couple of weeks ago on this. I mean, there was no guarantee that they were going to get a deal done, let alone have it accelerate over the last 10 days like it did, um, that everybody could come to an agreement and get it passed on the last day of the session uh, and put it on the governor's desk when you had reasonable belief that she's going to sign this. Absolutely. You listen to episode number 19 of the Straight Cash Homie podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. The latest episodes will go right to your phone. Now, let's let's take a look at the geeky law part, Cam. Uh, <laughs> no offense. Don't take this the wrong way, but this is your department, right? I've been called worse. <laughs> Absolutely. So 10 bills uh, were voted on. Nine were passed in the state of Michigan. The, on, the only hang up on the bill uh, was one of them that talked about the, the penalties uh, for people that you know, maybe don't act in a in a manner con- manner consistent with where they want to be. Right? That, exactly. That's my understanding. It, 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 it was yeah. It's it, it's it's sentencing for people who are convicted of a crime for violating certain parts uh, of of the gambling act, um, and and that's it. Then that they expect that that tech, it was a technicality uh, that we don't need to get into that level of detail. But they anticipate Good. that after the first of the year that they will pass. Uh, that tenth bill it has no zero zip zilch, kind of like my winnings at casinos. <laughs> right. Um, impact on the, on the three, as I said, the three main that are going to go forward for for internet gambling and sports betting and and fantasy leagues. Now, I guess things are up to once once Governor Whitmer uh, puts her signature on this. Essentially, you're looking at a what a sixty to ninety day window. The Michigan Gaming Control will step in. They have to establish rules to all this. Now, this is a 
this is a whole new frontier, I guess you would say. But, I mean, it's not brand new. As you said, the Michigan Gaming Control Commission's been around for a long time, and, and they're not you know, they're not inexperienced in this. But that's that's the next move. For those of you who are listening, say, all right, when can I bet? You know, I gave you the date earlier. Here's the, the fundamentals, I guess, behind it would be the Michigan Gaming Control Commission. Now they have to take this time. They set up the rules. Like, look, this is how everybody's going to play ball. This is how things going to work. Exactly. And, 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 and those rules cover a lot of things, not just the casinos they got to cover they got to establish rules for the vendors for the casinos it's it's similar it aligns very well with the current existing casino uh, regulations that you have because you have you have the same players but now you're just doing it in a different field um and you know and, and and you know the benefit is that you have 12 um states that are rocking and rolling already uh, Vegas has been there forever. You got New Jersey who's hitting it out of the park, and they got all their regs. And so they, they, they work together. Nevada, as we talked about, past Nevada yeah, that, and handle. Yeah, exactly. And Think so, about that. It's uh, Inside of a year. Inside of a year. Who would have thought of that three years ago? Um, and so they need to do it and do it right. Um, and so I don't know um, where they stand in that process, but that is the first thing. Until those regulations are passed, they're not accepting any applications from the existing casinos because they don't can't do anything with them. Um, so and they have any rules. Yeah, yeah they right. So that is the first thing that's going to happen, and that's going to probably take – you know, I would assume mid-February is a reasonable time frame to expect those by. Um, but you don't know what's happening behind those doors as they're drafting. Obviously, they'll be published before. Um, but th- that is the first hurdle because until those regulations take effect, nothing's going to happen. It's kind of like, you know, the legalization of pot in Michigan. You know, it was went into law December 6th of 2018 and it wasn't until december 1st of 2019 that you could go buy pot legally in michigan because it took that long to get all the regulations set up to get finally you know accept applications for licenses from people and then issue those um and now you're starting from scratch and it's very very different um but that can happen i mean that's the the process the goal here obviously is to get things up and running um as soon as possible in a way that protects um the um gamblers the citizens first sure. and foremost protects the state and then you know protects uh, the house too and exactly because you know the, everybody here needs to eat um nobody needs to have more than their fair share quote unquote but this is a says a highly regulated area and they're going to do their best to get it right out of the gate uh, one of the interesting components and i'll just bring this up cam if you want to chime in feel free but this is one of the interesting components to me and i figured that this would come along with it one of the the little nuggets that just had a couple of sentences in the in the news story but i thought was very very eye-opening was that now casino interest will be allowed to lobby politicians for to to i guess you would say push push their agenda right i mean let's be real let let lobbying exist and you can contribute to have your views maybe more heavily weighed than, than some other views. That's the way of the world. That's been going on throughout history uh, as far as politics go. Before there were there were caps in place as far as lobbying would go, uh, those caps have, have been relaxed now. That was a little minuscule part of the story. But I, I, I think as far as a common citizen is concerned, 
that will be one of the things I think that has the most long-lasting impact of all this. It certainly could, because I mean, as you said, you know, they, they could always lobby by just sitting down and talking to people and explain why casinos are good and why amendments or why we want sports betting. Now you use the great word; they can contribute. It's right. the green stuff. Yeah. You know, it's straight cash. Straight cash homie. That's right. You know. What's and 10 grand to me? <laughs> <laughs> that um, now they have the um, ability, the casinos and people, well, not casino, the, the, the investors in the casinos um, have the ability to make political contributions. Um, and that's going to, you know, open up, you know, a can of worms, maybe, maybe not. I mean, a lot of people have interests. That's typically people who care about and have an interest in where legislation is going or policy is going and have the means, they write checks to politicians. I mean, that's the American way. Right. You know, but now you have some other people that can come up to the to the window um, with their check and, and contribute. And there's the guidelines and everything. But no, that was certain that's something that the um, legislature wanted to see happen. Um, and they're the ones that are going to benefit from that when their campaigns are. Um, because the war chests are going to potentially get larger, uh, depending on how they uh, view things. Maybe smaller, depending on how they vote on things. Uh, but sports, sports gambling is going to be here for a very, 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 very long time, unless it gets so out of control in the view of Congress that Congress could still step in at any point in time. And say, all right, enough of this. And say, guess what? Sports betting, either we're going to have a federal law that's going to govern it, and we're going to have different restrictions, or we're just going to say we are going to outlaw sports gambling in the United States because we don't think that it's you know a good thing for society. Um, I don't think that latter one's going to happen anytime soon out of D.C., but D.C. could because it has the national implications could step in and do something. But otherwise, this is going to be around for a long time, and it, that was an interesting part of one of the bills that got passed was this amendment that allowed you know the investors uh, into casinos to start to be able to make certain type of political contributions. As you said, it's been around for a long time. And um, one of my favorite things that I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. Again, this is the uh, views and opinions of Neil Rule. Um, You have representatives and senators that share a certain demographic, um, you know, as far as age and, and those types of things where they would say they would talk about an impact that it will have on organized crime and look at what we've done by passing this you know we, we've really cut off organized crime at the knees which I, th- I found that to be laughable because they'll always be operational because you talked about this sports gambling has been going on for a long time be it legal be it illegal it has always gone on for a long time and it will continue I, 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 the grandstanding I thought was was pretty humorous in, in that you know we're going to put a dent in organized crime that they will still roll on Cam okay, yeah, of course they will and illegal gambling will still roll on and people will still do I mean outside of the you know organized crime component There'll still be office pools for the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. There'll be private pools for NCAA tournament. And that's technically illegal. That's not an authorized way to wager in Michigan. Yeah, Bob from accounting does not have a casino license to right. uh, operate, and <laughs> operate so your office pool. So it's going to it's going to be those those are going to be, you know, you'd have to think though logically that 
um, there's going to be some of the money that's going to illegal gambling right now is going to cease going to illegal gambling operations. And we'll go now to the lawful sports gambling op- uh, operations, whether it be because you have an app that you can do it. Uh, you know, Typically, organized crime does not have an app that you can go download from iTunes to be able to place right. illegal bets. But they do operate on credit, though. Uh, they operate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get called on that. Yeah. Um, but, no, there's going to be, and there's going to be people that, there's going to be people that enjoy that. There's going to be people who, because of a longstanding debts or relationships, they're going to feel motivated to continue. Yeah, yeah, because, obviously, the people receiving those illegal bets and making money off it, they don't want to be you know, cut out of the loop here. No doubt. So it's, um, you know, you can't get, you know, too excited um, one way or the other as to what's going to happen. And only time's going to tell right. um, what happens. But, you know, time's going to tell that at some point in time, somebody's going to be able to place the first bet on a sporting event in Michigan legally right. in 2020. And I would tell him to take Ohio State over Michigan. Uh, Cam Evans, Neil <laughs> Rule with you here on the Straight Cash Homie podcast, episode number 19 uh, of it. And, and there was one more component, Cam, that I did want to touch on before we got out of here. And this is more, I, I think it has more national appeal because you'll see this, maybe not unilaterally across the board, but you'll certainly see it here in the state of Michigan. Because we're talking about rules and regulations and how this is going to happen, you have to have a common source where you pull your information from for to draw said results, to, to get the result of a game. You, you talked about prop betting, and, and that is something. And in-game betting is, is another thing that will – live in-game betting. I mean, this is going to be uh, very high frequency. I mean, very, very, very high frequency and, and action flowing all the time. Uh, nonstop action, as it would say. The, I think the league's – the professional sports leagues have really put themselves in a good position here because if you're going to take action on professional sports leagues, what better source to gather your information from, statistical information from, but then the leagues themselves. And this is something where, and we have talked about this in the past, as we've said, we've said that a lot here today, Adam Silver and the NBA really have, have been at the forefront of this, and now the leagues will be in a position, especially here in the state of Michigan, casinos will have to pay them for their statistical information. No different than if you want to use Microsoft Word to uh, to to type up documents. Much the same ilk of this, you have to go to the leagues to get your statistical information that you'll be able to draw your conclusions and, more importantly, your results from. Yeah, no, that that is something that is interesting in the Michigan bill um, is that it requires the casinos for prop bets, only for prop bets, Mm -hmm. that the data they use on those bets has to be purchased from the leagues. Um, And so right now there's nothing that that sets what that price is. So that's another thing you're going to go here is now the casinos have to go to the leagues and negotiate what that fee is going to be that they are going to share. And you've always, you know, you, you hear out there that the leagues are looking for, you know, 2%. For integrity fees, what they call integrity fees, great marketing term. That is whoever it was and they did That's that. Not, for the that league. almost sounds noble, doesn't yeah, it? Cam? Integrity, integrity. We want, you know, they don't care. <laughs> they they want to get these right. They don't care necessarily in the NFL getting officiating right. They want to get this right. And um, they will, yeah. And they will, and so that's. A, but that is that is that is. Let you know, Adam Silver. That's basketball related revenue for, under the collective bargaining agreement. That's going to come in. So not only is that going to impact 
salary caps. <laughs> it's also going to impact what percent, you know, the, the pie just got bigger. So how much is everybody going to put in their, their pockets, including the players? Um, and in, in Michigan did it and the casinos have no other choice if they want to run prop bets and who does not want to run prop bets because sure. it's going to, cha- it's going to change the way that people and who are watching physically at a sporting event that you can bet on in Michigan, what is going to look like? Because you're going to be sitting there and everybody's going to be, not everybody, but large people will be in the stands on their phone placing bets during that game on the game that they are watching. And so all of a sudden, basketball, somebody makes or misses a three-pointer that has no consequence to the game. And you'll be people yelling and cheering and cussing and doing a lot of other things it, because they've just yeah. they've either lost or won some prop bet. Absolutely. And, and it happens, folks. I, I was broadcasting at a tournament in Las Vegas a couple years ago. And there was a guy in the in the crowd that had his ticket in his hand and said, give the ball to this guy so he can make a three-point shot. I have the over. I have the over. I needed to go. He was saying this. He was saying this out loud. I, I needed to go over 155 or whatever whatever the number was. And you, you will see this, Cam. You'll, you'll see this take place at events. There's no question about it. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's going to change, and society is changing. The law is changing in Michigan. How we consume sports, how we enjoy sports, uh, whether we decide to go to the game or there may be people who now do not go to a game but want to go to a sporting event. But the sporting event is not going to be locally the Wings, the Pistons, or the Lions, or the Tigers. Um, sporting event is going to be, let's go down to Moneyline. That is the sporting event. Right. And they're going to be able to sit there and watch you know, every game and, more importantly, be able to lawfully bet um, what they want to do. And we even haven't got it into it. I know we're not going to get into today, you know, the fantasy portion bill that, that went that's in. That's that sounds like it. a good episode coming up soon that we'll have on the uh, on the Straight Cash Homie podcast. I think that could be episode 20 as we get into 2020. I can't believe we're only going to be on the 20th episode. Um, but this has been good stuff. And you said you, you called this shot, you know, three years ago. Um, and uh, may your betting be as fruitful. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Cam, appreciate your time as well. That's another thing that's not going to change. The Straight Cash Homie podcast. We will We'll be back at it. Maybe we will tackle that a whole fantasy sports aspect of it. Everybody have a great holiday season. We'll be back at you in 2020 with episode number 20 of the Straight Cash Homie Podcast. For the brains of the operation, Cam Evans, my name is Neil Rule. Thank you for listening, everybody.